This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And it's particularly weird because I happen to know that they were warned repeatedly that this may trigger the very thing that they're suing themselves about right now. Uh, that's Mayor Ninshi today. Uh, and uh, as he uh, outlined yesterday, he's uh, rather perplexed by what the Alberta government is doing. In fact, he called this lawsuit outrageous. Uh, the NDP government going to court to try to uh, overturn these provisions regarding these power purchase arrangements. Now, this was something brought in back in 2000 as part of the transition to a deregulated market. Uh, and it allows uh, the power companies to sell ba- or basically unload these PPAs if they become unprofitable. It was meant to be an incentive to, to bid on them and buy them in the first place. And the rules, those are the rules that the industry has been operating under since 2000. And they were under the impression, they were given the assurances that this was a 20-year arrangement. Now, if come 2020, the government at the time wishes to revisit that, uh, I suppose they're entitled to do so. But what the NDP government is doing is different. They're now trying to go to court to declare these to have been void in the first place, this arrangement to have been void in the first place, that the government at the time couldn't and shouldn't have done this. And they're trying to prevent these companies from unloading some of these PPAs, which will become unprofitable as a result of the doubling of the SGER, the Specified Gas Emitters Regulation. Now, we heard from Greg Clark from the Alberta Party yesterday. Uh, They've got some concerns, even the Alberta Liberals outlining some concerns. Uh, It seems to me that maybe the government should be heeding all of that. Even the Calgary Chamber of Commerce today, with some really strong words, condemning the government for what they're doing here. That the government of Alberta does not have a right to declare a contractual provision on a regu- or a regulatory clause unlawful simply because it now finds compliance with those provisions inconvenient. And don't forget, companies like Enmax, Epcor are owned by the citizens uh, of Calgary and Edmonton, respectfully. Well, someone willing to, to defend the government here, which uh, seems par for the course, I suppose, for Progress Alberta, is Duncan Kinney, Executive Director of Progress Alberta. Good afternoon, Duncan. Hello. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, we were kind of uh, debating this on Twitter because I thought it was a little disingenuous that you were portraying people like Mehed Nenshi, the Alberta Liberals, Greg Clark as as corporate shills for, for raising concerns about all of this. So uh, why, why don't you uh, lay out your thoughts then? Well, I wouldn't characterize criticism as, as corporate shills. I think that it's a complex subject, and I think they're being fed bad information. I mean, when you look at Alberta's electricity system, there are maybe 200 people that really know what's going on. And I've studied and written about electricity system for about six years, and I would count myself as maybe half a person who understands Alberta's electricity system. But I think we have to go back to first principles here and go back to 1999 and to when we deregulated our electricity system, a a very generous bargain was struck. Um, The companies who built the coal plants under the old regulated electricity system were made whole. Um, They made their regulated return just as if deregulation had never happened. Now, on top of that, the electricity output from those coal-fired generating plants was commoditized and sold. Uh, Those are the PPAs. you know, estimates put the profit generated at these PPAs at around $10 billion. 
Um, and the people who have owned these PPAs have done quite well over the past uh, almost 20 years. And I have to quibble with you a bit about uh, your intro there when you talked about how the uh, doubling of the escrow price is going to make these PPAs uneconomic. Uh, these well, how do they not? How are they, how are they not going to? Well, the math has been done. I mean, when you look at why these PPAs are uneconomic, it's because the electricity market is in the tank. We have wholesale prices at like the lowest they've ever been since we've had a deregulated electricity market. They're at one and a half cents a kilowatt hour. And it's funny, when you look at why the electricity price is so low in Alberta, it's because of a series of decisions made by these very same companies um, that are now trying to foist these PPAs and not honor their commitment, try to foist these PPAs back on the Alberta public and not honoring their original commitments. Um, the uh, NMAX, the actual the company that's, that was the first to actually punt these PPAs back to the balancing pool, they turned on, last year they turned on the Shepherd Power Plant, an 860 megawatt natural gas-fired power plant that's flooding the market with cheap electricity. Uh, at the very same time, TransCanada sued TransAlta and forced two near-end-of-life coal power plants, uh, Sundance 1 and 2, to come back online. Uh, as well, Capital Power and TransAlta went splitters and turned on a coal plant, uh, Keep Hills 3, in 2011, when no one was building new coal at the time. You combine all those decisions with a bunch of new wind that's happened to come online. And electricity uh, markets, the electricity price in Alberta is very low. And while this is great for consumers, it's not so good for the people who made out like bandits for the past 18 years. Well, it is. And then what's interesting is that's the deregulated side of, of the industry. But uh, the, uh, you're, you're kind of skirting around the question because we're talking about the, the Esker changes, as you say. Here's what NMAX says. It says if NMAX had retained its PPAs, its costs would have increased from approximately $15 million in levies in 2015 to $160 million in levies by 2018. To put that in perspective, NMAX's 2015 net earnings from continuing operations was $154 million. So those costs in 2018 would have exceeded that. So $15 million to $160 million, that's significant. I can't comment on NMAX's math. I don't have the math in front of me. But when you look at what uh, Capital Power, one of the people who are part of, one of the organizations that are part of this, when those initial, when those escrow changes came out in 2015, they put out a press release saying everything was fine. Then the market tanked, and all of a sudden everything has changed, and these escrow things are the worst thing ever. I mean, what is it? And the fact of the matter is that these, the out clause, uh, the so-called Enron clause that's been referenced by the Alberta government, um, one, it, it appears to have been negotiated in secret without any public consultation, which is why it seems to be an extremely poorly written uh, regulation. Because it, it, it seems to be that uh, any law that affected the profitability of these coal PPAs would cause termination. So it well, that, that was how it was written, right? The, those but are the rules that were set up, and those the, are the rules that these companies have been operating the climate under. Change, disregard the climate change um, regulations that were that were or the the incremental increase in in climate price that was proposed this year these ppas could have been dumped back on alberta consumers back in 2007 when the carbon price was initially installed Perhaps. or it could have been dumped on could have been dumped on alberta public the alberta public back in 2006 when mercury regulations were installed it could have been could have been dumped on the public back when we changed occupational health and safety standards that would have affected well they uh, could have you're right though, that's those are the rules so again i mean well but, what, it's, what it's a little disingenuous though, in the first place what was the point of deregulating in the first place was it to was it to drop the amount of risk that the public health in regards to these 
coal plants. Hey, well, so don't get now. To me look, that that's not the thing. That's not what's happened at all. Fine. If, if look, if the NDP wants to go back to a regulated market, if the NDP wants to establish new rules once this period ends, well, or let these companies know that they're going to change it, the, well, they the do it, right? Because themselves. they're trying to have it both ways. The government's trying to have it both ways because they're not prepared to do that, and they're not prepared to wait until 2020 and honor this agreement. Uh, they're, they're trying to pull the rug out from under right now to save face because this is a costly policy that they're implementing. And here's the other thing about it, and you haven't addressed this, because they were warned about this in the fall. Even the minister yesterday admitted that they didn't even know about this when they went down this path of, of increasing these levels. They should any law that affects these PPAs ever, because when the electricity market when the electricity market is low, they could be dumped on the public. Like the no, fact they, well, they can't change the law. Exist in the first place is an They're trying to, to retroactively go back and pretend like it was never agreed to in the first place. They're trying to change the rules midstream. They're, they're, well, well, no, that's not the case at all, and I'm not an expert in administrative law, but what's being argued is, frankly, quite above my pay grade, and uh, there's a lot of Latin involved, and it's a section of of, uh, of law called administrative law. It's not actually – these are not private contracts, as you and I would regularly understand them. These things are a product of regulation. And quite frankly, uh, I would defer to Nigel Banks, uh, one of the law professors at the UFC who specialize in this stuff, who says that the government has a fairly good case here. Uh, well, I don't, that I, well case, that's not my reading on what he read. He said he'd be curious to NDP, see how it goes. Well, I'm happy that the NDP is actually standing up for consumers and not rolling over and letting big corporations well, well, hang on billions a of dollars of liabilities. You, you know, you, just because they can. And because you know what NMAX the, is, the right? did you a know, shady backroom deal in order to let them do this. Who owns NMAX? Uh, the city of Calgary. Right. The city of Calgary. The people of Calgary, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if uh, if this is pulled out from under NMAX and they're forced to, to hold on to these PPAs and they're forced to absorb those costs, who, who's going to pay for that? I'm sorry. I was, something distracted me. Can you repeat the question? Who's going to pay for that? If NMAX no longer has the ability to dump the PPA... They got to hold on to it. They got to absorb those costs. That that's so back on the, a, the shareholders. Was a, was a part of a suite of companies that made lots of money over the past eighteen years. Uh, regular consumers are just paying their bills. That's not the are question, though. That wasn't are you the question. That regular consumers should bear the brunt of the poor decisions of Enmax. I'm saying the the, the consumers are going to get hit hit either way. Right? How so? Well, because the people of Calgary own Enmax. People of Edmonton own Epcor. Yeah, but the, there are many other utilities. No, but they they they're, they're, they're not going to pass. The they're Calgary. in on this. You you mentioned Enmax specifically. They own one well, of these the PPAs. Well, the first one, but the, the case well, relates to go. all of the ones that want so to should we, Well, should we exempt? Should we still allow Enmax and Epcor to have this, this provision, take it away from these so-called big private companies? The fact that Enmax is a quasi-public entity doesn't remove it from the fact that it made poor decisions initially, or made, <laughs> that it made a, a poor decision to both only... Well, who made the poor the decision? Market. These are the who rules that it? existed. The government made the poor decision by pressing ahead with this well, without that's, that's understanding the, court, the consequences. Isn't, like, isn't that the point of why we're going, why the government is going to court, is to determine whether well, what the was poor, initially the poor, agreed to was even allowed to happen? The poor decision was not knowing this before implementing the, the changes. But let me ask you a question. Do you think that the clause that I'm talking about, where any change in law that made them any more unprofitable at all, do you think that's good public policy? Do you think that that's something that the government of Alberta should have signed into law? And do you think that's something that, and, and to follow up to that, do you think that's something that we should be defending after the fact if it's going I to think, cost people I would say yes. You know what? Because what kind of chaos are we creating by removing that? What is that going to mean for investment in, in the electricity system? What, what impact is it going to have on, on decisions made by these companies? We have no idea. We have no idea. 
So I, I think we're creating and, a whole lot of uncertainty. The, the, this is On the top of billions of dollars, we're, we're phasing out. How much? How much? Let's say the NDP loses here. How much are we talking about? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, we the, the this case two is billion dollars complex. We're talking about lots of money, and that's why I'm not really speculating on both the case itself and potential outcomes, because there are a dozen different possibilities. Well, okay. However, I am happy that the government is fighting to protect both me and regular consumers from the poor decisions of these big utilities. But are they? How to, much is it going to cost? To drop billions of dollars on our back. How much is it going to cost to to cancel these coal contracts early? To phase out coal early? We have no idea. Again, but again, billions of dollars. So is it is it disingenuous to be presenting yourselves as the champion of consumers? No, but consumers are going to pay for that. That's billions of dollars involved in that, and consumers are going to pay for that. So again, has nothing to do with this suit. Coal phase out is something that we need to do for a variety of reasons. Number one of which is health costs. We're paying three hundred million dollars a year because uh, coal plants are are causing people to get asthma, to have inflamed emphysema, causes premature death. Uh, not to mention the fact that they're currently unprofitable and that these were privately held contracts, privately held companies that were taking a risk, right? Okay. And now, all of a sudden, that, that these PPAs are unprofitable, they want to uh, use this shady backroom deal to dump the risk back on regular people. It's, it's very analogous, actually, to what happened in the United States in the mortgage crisis. They want to privatize the profits and socialize the risks. And that's unacceptable. And, and the fact that we have a government that's actually fighting this, I think, is a credit to them. Well, you know, but again, it's so disingenuous because when, when did you ever raise this before? At what point did you call on the PCs to, to cancel this? Or uh, where, where is everybody lying? Last year, calling on this to be scrapped. Calling on what to be scrapped, exactly. These provisions, the, the ones we're talking about here. Well, it was a secret clause, right? Like, there was never any well, public consultation it? on this. How am I supposed to know? I mean, that's that. I don't know. Well, everybody involved knew. The industry was operating under these rules the entire time. It was all part of, it was all on the record. So, if, but, but put yourself in the shoes of the, the utility here. If they could use any opportunity to cancel these coal contracts, wouldn't they? Whether it was climate change regulation or occupational health and safety, hell, the minimum wage increase they could have used it and they it would have affected labor. And they didn't, though. Isn't that interesting? But they could have used any of those excuses in order to drop those PPAs back on the public. And I think you have to ask yourself why they use the ESCR changes uh, as as the reason, when really it's the market. The market is in the tank, and they're using the opportunity. Well, the market's in the tank, and they're being hit with these additional costs, right? Mm-hmm. It's isn't it a combination of the two? That's a that's a, a pretty big double whammy. There's there's a, a Pemina document uh, out there that that breaks down the math of what exactly Esker, the 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 incremental rise rise in the Esker prices will do to uh, Alberta's electricity companies. And it is nothing compared to what the market has done. Like it is literally a tiny little bar on the bottom and then dwarfing it is is the drop in electricity prices. Okay. D- Duncan, we got to leave it there. As you say, uh, a judge, I guess, will have the final word on this. Uh, ProgressAlberta.ca. Uh, thanks for doing this, though. I do uh, appreciate a good debate. Thanks for joining us here. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Duncan Kinney is executive director of Progress Alberta. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.